Welcome back to the Dealmakers Podcast Show with serial entrepreneur Alejandro Cremades, best-selling author of The Art of Startup Fundraising and co-founder at Panthera Advisors. In this podcast, we ask our guests about their successful acquisitions and financing rounds. This episode is brought to you by Begin by Soho CRM. So let's face it, you don't have to use spreadsheets, notepads, reminders, and 10 other apps to manage your customer information like you may be doing today. Whether you're a startup, a small business, or a freelancer, did you know that you can manage your business as effectively as any large corporation? With the current market, it's more critical than ever to retain existing customers while also staying on top of your sales pipeline. And you can do this with your business today by saying no to spreadsheets. Begin supercharges your workflow and helps you engage prospects, manage pipelines, and close deals without skipping a single beat. It has a super simple drag and drop interface, which will have you up and running in under 30 minutes. All listeners of our podcast can get up to 15 days for free, the free trial, along with a 50% off and up to $100 when you sign up. Just go to Soho.to forward slash begin Pantera Advisor and get started. Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome to the Dealmaker Show. So today we're going to be talking about building and scaling, but also we're going to be talking about doing it with a purpose, doing it with a cause. And I think that you're going to really find inspiring the guests that we have today. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest today, Agam Kare. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. So originally born in India, give us a walk through memory lane. How was life growing up in, in India? Oh, it's been fantastic. It's a, it's a large country. I was born in the heart of India. I'm in the center part of India. Uh, and uh, it's been great growing up in a tier three city and then coming to a tier two city and from there to, uh, to a tier one city. It's been a fantastic journey for me and it has only made me more humble and, and, and I've learned quite a lot. I can only be grateful. And you've been, you know, like you were saying, you know, shifting from one city to the next. I mean, obviously, that's new friendships. That's more uncertainty. So how do you think that that shaped up your personality? Uh, as a kid, I always uh, used to be sort of worried about this. And I didn't like it, shifting places, because uh, my best friends uh, uh, were in one city. And I'd, and, and when, when the friendship was just growing, I had to move to the other city and then other city. I mean, it kept happening. So I didn't really like that. But now when I look back, I mean, I have friends from like 20 years back across places. And so I have more friends than probably most of my peers have. So that's that's like the good side of it. And also your father was in government. So I guess that that uh, gave you an insight as to what it is, you know, working, you know, for the public uh, institutions. So what kind of insights did you get from that? Uh, I think uh, working. How does the government machinery really work? How does a how does a factory setting really work? He, he taught me quite a lot, and just being with him, visiting factories, seeing how factories operate, taught me a lot, which eventually helped me in life. So when you did your undergrad, you know, you moved to another city, you did your undergrad, and here you went into computer science. So what would you say developed your love for computers? How did that start? Uh, I mean, when I was in the 11th grade, uh, I would uh, sort of contribute that back to my uh, teacher then. And uh, it was a fantastic teacher, taught us computers uh, and, and sort of made us fall in love with it. Also loved gaming a lot. So computers I used to spend a lot of time with. And so eventually when time came, uh, I didn't know much about engineering, but I felt that computer was something I really liked. And so just went into it. So then tell us about this NGO. 
that started in undergrad. So this NGO used to work for underprivileged kids' education and sanitation. And uh, I sort of started it in the state of Rajasthan in India. And uh, uh, what we simply used to do is we saw that there were a lot of people who really needed help. I mean, we, when we went to municipal schools, there were kids who really needed help. I mean, there were no chairs for them to sit. There were no teachers to teach. There were no sort of drinking water uh, sort of facilities. Uh, I mean, it was just like sitting under a roof and, and just sort of going about the study. And it was really challenging. And so we saw that there were a lot of people who needed help. When we looked at corporates, they wanted to do corporate social responsibility. So we saw that there were people who wanted to help. And then there were us sitting in the, sitting in the colleges uh, and schools who, who, who had some ample free time uh, to sort of go about and, and join these two pieces together. So we said, okay, what if we bring out a platform which can marry these requirements and solve problems on both sides? And that's what we did. And so we engaged with a lot of corporates and helped a lot of municipal schools to begin with solving problems of primary education and sanitation. And, and then that became sort of large and, and spread across the country and that gathered momentum. And then what, what did you do next? Because obviously you got involved with uh, presidents, you know, there. So, so what did you do next? Uh, so I think it was a very, very sort of fortunate uh, affair. I think uh, uh, I was running this and I think uh, the, the 11th president of India back in the time, also a very famous world-renowned scientist, he read about some of the work which a leading newspaper had published. Uh, and then he reached out to uh, his uh, OSD uh, asking about us. And then uh, they actually wrote to us saying that, hey, we want to catch up and we really like what you're doing. And uh, uh, if there is a way to sort of help or work together. I said, okay, this can't be true. Uh, I mean, the president can't be writing to me. So I went to my professor, showed him the email and then said, okay, this has happened. What do you think? Uh, and then we uh, actually, just about a, a couple of weeks from there, the, the 11th president, he actually came down to my city and then we actually caught up, we met. Uh, and then all of the things, I mean, he was he is one of the most beloved president that India ever produced. And so it was like a dream come true. It was a fanboy moment. And uh, at that point, I mean, I had job offers and then I said, no, I, this is the place I got to work for because he had a purpose and that purpose was larger than life. And I said, okay, this is the purpose I live for. And what were you were doing? What were you doing there? So my job was to uh, uh, look at exponential technologies across the world, what was happening and what was not happening in India back in the time and see how we could help organizations and companies. Uh, to leverage those technologies uh, or sciences uh, and, and help them contribute towards a vision that the 11th president had, had written down several years ago. It was called the Vision 2020 Project, which meant that India could become a developed nation by 2020. So most of my work was towards that. And in this case for you, I mean, working with such a, an incredible leader, what did you learn about leadership? The one thing that the most important thing I think that I learned was that leadership is all about people. It is it is the lives that you touch. It is about servicehood and the lives that you can transform. It is about a purpose and you go and you and you do everything in your might to to get that purpose become reality. And it people are at the center stage of it. Now, in your case, you knew that you wanted to start something on your own eventually. And I think that the NGO, you know, was just that seed, you know, that uh, that was planted where, you know, it was kind of like really shaping up that entrepreneurial spirit. But it took you a little bit of time because instead of, you know, going at it, you decided to join this other company to really get to, you know, to, to learn a little bit more about robotics and other aspects. So 
why did it take you so long? And what did you learn during this experience that really allowed you to understand that it was the right moment for you to, to go at it? So while I was with the, uh, with working with the president, there were a lot of learnings. I mean, I worked across sectors with him. I, I traveled for the first time across the world, so many places, and that made me, that, that gave me a lot of wisdom. I worked with some of the leading industry leaders across sectors, and that taught me a lot. If I have to sort of sum up in two years, it, now when I look back, it looks like it was 10 years compressed in two years, and that was transformational. So when I went on and sort of started this uh, uh, company into robotics uh, and, and factory automation space, uh, there were a lot of learnings that I made on the technology side in that work that I did with him. Uh, and, th- and they became very helpful and instrumental in me being able to run that business. Uh, there, it was very challenging back in the day when I, when I was sort of co-founding that company. There were not many companies in that space in India. The space was extremely new. People had not even heard of industrial scale robots. And here we were sort of going to factories and saying that this is the efficiency it can drive to your business. This is the sort of cost implication it can have on your production lines. And, and you can massively, significantly improve the costs of your production and solve some of the pressing challenges that you have in your factories. At at the same time, what we were doing unknowingly was creating an employment opportunity for a host of people uh, who would would do very advanced scale artificial intelligence, engineering, uh, technologies that were still very early in the day in India. And so going across all of that for about four years, that company uh, working across sectors. I mean, we worked across auto, auto component, pharma, food and beverage, oil and gas, cement. Uh, I mean, all all sorts of sector, wide range of sectors. We automated all sorts of factories. It taught us problem solving. I mean, we looked at a problem and we said, okay, what's the best way to solve it? If there was any sort of engineering measure that existed across the world, we would we would learn it. We would bring it here in India. Uh, if not, we would develop an indigenous way to solve that problem. At scale, we automated about 3,500 factories in those four years. And that was massive. I mean, what that taught me was how problems of very different scales could be solved if you had fundamental clarity into any subject. Uh, and, and one key learning that I drove from there was that the only thing you seek in life is infinite clarity infinite clarity around any subject, not good amount of clarity, not great clarity, but infinite clarity. And if you have that, you will just go as anything. And what does infinite clarity look like? Infinite clarity into any subject is knowing why, why you start doing anything in the first place. What will it lead to? What is the insight at all points in time that that problem solving or your approach towards that problem solving is giving to you? What is the insight that the users of that are actually giving to you? What impact will it make on the world or on your company or on the project that you're sort of trying to uh, execute? Is that in line with your why, with your purpose? And if all of this is right, what is the best way to go execute it? There will be competition. There will be multiple products. How do you win that battle? What to play and how to win and how to do it in the most optimal way? If you have answers to all of those and you have the people and capital function solved, then that brings you an, uh, an amazing amount of clarity. And with infinite clarity comes infinite success, infinite happiness. And that is what is the eventual goal, I think, of life, of business, of relationship, of anything. 
My God, I love infinite applied to absolutely everything. So let's talk <laughs> about infinite clarity when it came to starting absolute. You know, at what point do you realize, you know, it's time. It's time for this. Because obviously the idea was conceived by the president of India. Yeah. And um, and at what point do you realize, I think, I think I'm ready. It's time for this. Uh, actually, a, a, a sad, unfortunate incident happened in 2015. Uh, uh, the the ex-president, he passed away in 2015, uh, in July. I mean, in 2012, we had a very deep chat around this being his sort of dream uh, of making a large impact on people's lives. In fact, wrote a book called Target 3 Billion. And then he wrote another book called Beyond 2020, where he talked about India's vision beyond 2020 and how could India possibly climb the ladder of develop, of being a developed nation very quickly. And so that, I mean, stayed with me. And he was so close that after he passed away, I literally sort of thought that maybe at some point in time, if not enough, the little contribution I could do to him was to build upon his dreams. And if he, if, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have sort of gone about starting this. So all credits to him, all gratitude to him. I mean, he was the guy who sort of moved it around for me. So then tell us about the moment where you took action. It was the 2nd of December. I mean, he passed away in July. And then 2nd of December in the same year in 2015 was when I conceptualized Absolute and decided to kickstart this as a proper company. Uh, and uh, at that point in time, the only thing I knew was little about plant biology, a, a little about computer science, a lot about problem solving. And so I went in with an attitude of problem solving. Uh, one question that Dr. Kalambi, uh, the 11th president, always used to pose to uh, uh, us was that once upon a time, all of world was organic. All of earth was organic. Uh, and, and, and then what happened? I mean, we have been here for several thousands of years. And then what changed in 100 years? Of course, the population went up and, and the demand of resources went up. But was the solution that we took the only way to solve for those challenges? Or does nature pose a better solution? How will our future really look like and what sort of world will our next generations live in? And when I started really deeply thinking about those for a few months, I felt that there was no greater purpose in life but to solve some of the grandest challenges that humanity faced. Clean food, clean air, clean water. They have fundamentally been the grandest challenges that humanity has faced for, for ages and it looks like they will remain the fundamental challenge that humanity will face for time to come. Uh, because we are, we are what, about 7.8 billion today and we will soon be about 10 billion. So the increasing world needs increased food. But at the same, now this increasing world with higher disposable income needs better quality food. And safe food has to be a basic amenity for everybody. I mean, as humans, we deserve it. So uh, I thought what better just to bring safe food to the world. And if we could solve problems with respect to air and water while solving it, nothing like it. And that led to the genesis of Absolute. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. As a founder, you need to always be in problem-solving mode and really being faced with challenging situations, whether it's with life or with the business itself, you need to find a way to find the, the better solution, the solutions that are going to help you to really overcome that roadblock. And a therapist, a therapist like, for example, the ones that BetterHelp matches you with could be a good option for you. And I mean, I remember, for example, for myself with relationships, with experiences, I've used therapy in the past and it really helped with the loading, depression, anxiety. So BetterHelp is a really good solution. You could try it because it's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online where you can get matched with a therapist that could be the right fit for you. 
When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash dealmakers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash dealmakers. I got to tell you that, you know, for those of you that are either looking to raise money or you're looking to get your company acquired, you don't have to be alone. You know, there's a lot of psychology that needs to be blended with strategy, with methodology, with process. And it's very hard and already doing your business alone is super, super difficult. So I remember, you know, back when I was an entrepreneur, I kept really experiencing the challenge of either knowing or finding the right type of access to the right type of investors or really understanding what was the right type of guidance, you know, that would carry me through the process, whether it was with seeking money or with going through the acquisition. So that gap that I found being an entrepreneur is ultimately what pushed me later on when I met my co-founder at Pantera, Mike Sieverson, to really put together an advisory firm where we are guiding entrepreneurs and founding teams through the capital raising efforts, whether you are at a seed stage or at a series A stage, or if you are going through the process of an acquisition and you are in small to mid cap type of cycle. So again, you know, we would help you from guiding you and, and supporting you from A to C all the way to the end as an extension of your team. And there's no reason for you to do this alone. So with that being said, if you would like to find out more, feel free to send me an email at alejandro at panteraadvisors.com and we would love to take a look at helping you out. So then let's talk about the business model of Absolute. How do you guys make money? So uh, at Absolute, I mean, our core, uh, the fundamental at which we are based in is learning from nature's biology, harnessing the power of nature, which nature evolved over billions of years and transform that into understandable, clear data points then transforming that into products which transform the agriculture value chain and increase the performance of, uh, of uh, agriculture fields worldwide. Uh, we do that in three core forms. One, uh, we build replacements or alternatives to all chemical, synthetic fertilizers, pesticides, and, and stimulants used worldwide in agriculture. And we are one of those very few companies in the world which have built bio-enabled uh, natural sort of fertilizers, stimulants, and, and crop protection systems, which are almost replacements or 100% or replacements to a lot of these chemicals used worldwide. So that's one of our business where we make money, uh, selling these bio-enabled natural fertilizers uh, or pesticides or biocontrols or uh, sort of stimulants. The second line of business is a SaaS business where we again use the humongous learning from nature converted into data points to give precision advisory to growers uh, across the country right now only in India, telling them with zero ambiguity, what is that you need to do at your farm level? So we pull up data from satellites, ground truth that data with IoT or drones, and then further ground truth on RNA level activity in the soil, and then tell people precisely what's really happening on your field. What is that you need to do in this season? And then that product, uh, with that data set, then there are multiple layers of monetization, uh, which that, that data set is a gold mine data, which then we sort of use with a lot of buyers in the industry, from seed companies to fertilizer companies to insurance companies, a number of other companies. So that's a SaaS business, the second line of revenue. And both of these, when deployed at farms, 
create a very sustainable differential mechanism of growing. So when all of that is produced, what do you what do you do with that produce? You find better markets for those people so that their incomes go up. So then we have a third line of business where we have a global trade platform where we ship all these commodities to about 16 countries today. So we make money on the commodities. We make money in, uh, when we are guiding people through SaaS business and we make money when we are selling inputs to people. Uh, fundamentally, uh, transforming the way they have ever seen doing agriculture. I mean, to give you a sense, today our farm inputs are about 40 times more powerful than their chemical uh, sort of alternatives, uh, our bio-enabled inputs. So if you were possibly putting 40 kg of a certain chemical substance in your agriculture field, today you just need to put a kg, one kg. And so a sachet can replace that whole bulk loads of, of chemicals going in the field. Imagine the impact that it makes on water table. Now your water table suddenly does not need to carry these much chemicals. Imagine the impact it, it has on the environment because your soil has more life forms now. Your soil can breathe better and your soil can sequester carbon better. And so the impact that it makes is humongous, which is why we called Absolute was built for people, for planet. And in your guys' case, I mean, for something like this, you need to raise some money. How much capital have you guys raised to date? Uh, we have raised uh, about $100 million till date. As I said, I mean, the the first time I went to raise a, a round of capital, this was actually a, a very large fund called Sequoia Capital. And I didn't really know much about fundraise and stuff. And this was not long back in history. This was 2020, towards the December of 2020. Uh, and so they reached out to me and said, I don't know enough uh, about you guys. And uh, maybe I, I will not be keen. Uh, and I had plans to sort of run this as a bootstrap business. I had done that between 2015 and 20. And then in 20. Uh, in one of the calls with them, one of our first calls with them, uh, uh, I actually went out, out and uh, uh, foolishly asked one of the MDs of Sequoia if you could tell me a little more about Sequoia Capital. And he very humbly then came in and explained to me how venture capital works and, and how, how these firms work. And then they actually made an investment in us. Uh, and then from there, a number of other funds actually supported us. Falcon Edge, Tiger Global, they came in and supported us. They've been very, very helpful backers, helping us with business strategy, etc. And how has it been the journey of raising money? You know, because obviously you came into this without any knowledge of raising money. And you've uh, incredibly, you know, managed to get some of the best funds in the world to invest in, in this company. So what, what has been the journey going from one cycle to the next and also the fundraising journey as a whole? I think it all starts with having that infinite clarity, as I spoke. If you have that and your purpose is well-defined, then you you're you're purposefully building the right business. And if you have your metrics very clear that this is where I want to go and these are how my metrics should look like when I build a business, then you have a clear path. What I have felt uh, chatting with all these investors is that if you have a very clear goal, if you have a very clear path and your metrics support you, people are extremely good out there and they will come and want to support you to whatever extent they can. Uh, and so. I think it all sort of goes back to having that amount of clarity, uh, examples of execution, uh, and that, and being able to translate all of those into meaningful data points, which uh, somebody new coming in can look at. Uh, and so, for us, I mean, we 
because we I had run a business previously, we we had kept all these metrics very well organized. We had kept everything very well organized, and uh, and so I think those are some of the things that help. But I I I definitely need to point out here that I I will be very grateful to all the people who have supported us. I mean, they they have just been I mean extremely great. And for you guys, obviously now you're building with money, right? I mean, you you've raised quite a bit. But you've also been building without money, with no capital. You've been building your, you, you were able to build your team with no capital whatsoever. How were you able to do that? There is a very good story to that, actually. There was a point in time when we actually ran out of money. And this was back in 2017, absolutely literally ran out of money. But good people never stopped coming in. Between that time and between, I mean, 2019, 2020, we have many instances when we actually ran out of money. And in a lot of interviews, people just came forward and said, you, you can't really have me come in for money because I had enough in life. I've seen my 55 or 60 and I have enough in life. I've been sort of the president, vice president of these large Fortune 100 for, uh, sort of companies, Fortune 500 companies. So you can't really buy me with money. But the purpose that you are sort of putting forward uh, the the amount of clarity that that is there, it sounds interesting. And how about us coming and working with you for two and three months? And then if it looks what you're saying is true, then we'll continue to work. And a lot of people actually just came in like that. So I think being honest helps a lot. Transparency is the key. And I think a lot of people just came in because we were very transparent. Uh, because wherever we need help, we talked about uh, the fact that we needed help. Uh, and then I think. Uh, the uh, God was grateful and and universe has been grateful and people just happen to come in. And now as we're talking about the team, how many how many people are right now as part of Absolute? Uh, there are over 450 people today who work for Absolute, uh, spread across multiple countries where we operate. And anything else that maybe you want to share about the impact or, or anything that could give the folks that are listening uh, a good idea on the size and scope of the operation? So today we operate across uh, 16 countries and uh, uh, we uh, primarily are headquartered in India. We have a regional headquarter in Abu Dhabi, in UAE. Uh, and then we, we are now setting up uh, offices in uh, Europe and Southeast Asia. And so we are expanding quickly, but we are already present in about 16 countries today. Uh, I think one thing that has tied us all together and has kept this engine being driven at, at a very efficient and rapid pace is the core principle that we laid down day zero. And that came from, again, the, the president uh, whom I used to work with. And he said, do the best works of your life. Not good work, not great work, the best works of your life. And if it is not the best work, go back and ask yourself, was it the best work that I did today? And if not, there is still a way to go. And so there is a journey left. And that uh, we have now translated across the organization into DNA of everybody who comes in. So we generally pick up the best people uh, uh, available in the domain, and then we bring them in, and then we allow them, we give them full tools and all sorts of freedom to just execute and do the best works of their life. And that, I think, has uh, has led us to be here. Uh, and on the impact side, I mean, everything Absolute does today, everything is very, very deeply rooted in people and planet. I mean, it's not just that we say it, Everybody we hire in any domain has to be definitely the best version of themselves in that domain. And that's absolute, the best version of everything. When we pick them in and we bring them in, it's the best culture that we try to create for everybody. 
whether on their professional fronts, on their personal fronts, we make it a we make it our responsibilities to ensure that they are succeeding in their lives. And we stop at nothing, absolutely nothing to ensure that those people become more successful in their lives. How do you find or filter for those that are being the best version of themselves? It takes time. It takes meeting a lot of people. And at time, it also means that you will meet 100 people and pick up only 10 or maybe 5 or maybe 20. But if you are in there for a long run, and if you have pursuit, which is as bold as absolutes, I mean, then you need to go the extra degree. Then you meet, need to make that extra effort. And so we spend a lot of time, especially I invest, invest a lot of time just meeting people uh, and, and possibly network from my days with the uh, 11th president, who was also a very famous scientist, has helped a lot uh, to bring in sort of very good talent in place. So, yeah. Now, imagine you were going to sleep tonight. Agam and uh, amazing snooze. You wake up in a world five years later, and in a world where the vision of absolute is fully realized. What does that world look like? It will look like a world which is not a world of scarcity, but a world of abundance, where people are no more talking about pollution, unsafe food, people falling in, eating tainted food, no more talking about hunger, it will be a world free of hunger, a world of abundance, a world of happiness, a transformed world for people and a very safe, sustainable place to live in, a transformed planet. And unless that happens, a truly transformed generation of people and a truly uh, transformed planet, there is a journey for absolute to make. Now, imagine if I was to put you into a time machine and I bring you back in time. And I bring you back to that moment where Agam was, you know, still thinking, you know, like, where can I be the best version of myself? You know, or in that journey of getting infinite clarity before really launching. Absolutely. Imagine if you had the opportunity of having a chat with that younger Agam and you were able to give that younger Agam one piece of advice before launching a business. What would that be and why, given what you know now? Okay, so I think there are three things. I have spoken about two things there, uh, infinite clarity and doing the best works of your life. But one more thing that everybody should remember in building a business is that life is a function of people and capital. And if you have great people in place, and if you have capital sorted at all points in time, then you have most of the part of your work sorted. Then it is about having infinite clarity into what will you play and how will you win. If you have that clarity, that is a moment when you can really go and scale things. And when you scale things, you go do the best works of your life. You never let yourself down and you never let any single person in your team down. As a leader, it's your job that everybody, everybody supercharged up. And every day that they come, they perform, doing the best works of their life. And if those three pieces are in place, then you will build something outstanding for the world and the world will possibly a transformed place. I love that. I love that. So again, for the people that are listening that would like to reach out and say hi, what is the best way for them to do so? Uh, they can reach out to me uh, on my email or uh, they can actually uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's the easiest. Actually, LinkedIn is the easiest way to reach me. 
And so uh, LinkedIn, the, the common thread slash Kariagam, that's me. So you can reach me anytime. Amazing. Well, hey, Agam, thank you so much for being on the Dealmaker Show today. It has been an honor to have you with us. Thank you, Alessandro. And have a good night. If you like the show, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you could leave a review as well, that would be fantastic. And if you got any value, either from this episode or from the show itself, share it with a friend. Perhaps they also appreciate it. So also remember that if you need any help, whether it is with your fundraising efforts or with selling your business, you can reach me at alejandro at pantheraadvisors.com. You've reached the end of another episode of the Dealmakers Podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to alejandrocremades.com. Thank you for listening and see you at the next episode.